what up? We're back. Uh, all right, so we're just going to get into it. We have a big interview on this one, Scott Palomar. Before we get to that, let's just go through everything that's kind of happened since last time. Um, so, Christian, before we even started, you were talking about it. Just go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, NFL.com released the, uh, I think, edition from 80 to 90 of the top 100 best players in the NFL. And Eric Kendricks, PFF, top three rated linebacker last year. Eric Kendricks, a pro bowl, pro bowler. Eric Kendricks, all pro. Eric Kendricks, captaining a top three defense in the NFL, was a mere three spots ahead of Josh Allen, a second year bum quarterback from Buffalo. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, it's to try and equate these two to put them on the same level when one's an all pro and one wasn't even the, his rookie of the year, one's not even a top five quarterback who's in their first two seasons for a guy who blew a massive lead in a playoff game who runs the ball more than he passes the ball as a quarterback yeah i mean i just I, think at this point yeah, like all these lists of rankings are just trolls it's so stupid they they're just they're just trying to get people to talk about the sport and i'm not even looking at these lists anymore no, I, I didn't even see this one. I didn't even know it came out until today I saw Keenan Allen tweeted. He, like, called out Mike Evans, Cheetah, and then he tagged the wrong Chris Godwin. He tagged the wrong guy. And then Mike Evans was – Yeah, I saw that. Keenan Allen was like, listen, none of these guys are better than me. And then Mike Evans tweeted back at him. He said, I love the confidence, big guy, but – yeah, not even my level, bro. He, he was saying like speed, like yeah, you have me in that, but everything else. Yeah, but like, know. of course you're gonna be better than Chris Godwin. The dude's a farmer. The guy he tagged is a farmer. It's not even Chris Godwin, uh, so of course he's gonna be better than him. But <laughs> yeah, but, but but the top the top 100 was a complete joke. I mean, I I saw today Tannehill was ranked 67. That's Tannehill. Bad. I'll bet Kirk doesn't get rated. It's based like, off last year, though. I know, but he's ranked the guys, and of course me and Christian are, are mentioning our own teams, but he's above Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey. Like, that's a joke. All right, yeah, and again, I didn't look at this list, and yeah, now I'm realizing that it's even more of a joke than I thought to be. Because honest. because the guys that are ranked, the guys on our teams that are, are ranked where they are, they're regarded as guys that are like second best in their position, third best in their position. Who's Zach Ertz? Who is? Who is he? He's a tight end for the Eagles. I haven't heard of him. He can't be that. He made this Not list. Not this again. Not this again. Make... The more you know. I mean, people are just putting out lists Zach? at this Get point. On there, yeah. uh, Not yet. <laughs> Saquon's got to be on there. No Saquon's, way. Saquon's Saquon will be our only guy. Saquon's yeah. probably going to be in the 40s or 30s. Wait, what did they release? What have they released so far? So they released 100 to... Oh, 60, they started 60. in the back. They started in the yeah. back. Yeah. All right, that makes more sense. I'm seeing Harrison Smith came in at 64. Another questionable pick. Um, Best safety in the NFL? Probably. Dude, people are just putting out lists now to get us pissed off. Like, I imagine it's because he's a white safety. He's the only, he's the only top-rated white safety. Been like that his whole career. Fair enough. I mean, st- listen, we're breaking barriers over here. So Harrison Smith. He's gonna. Uh, Harrison Smith and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm not even gonna watch the rest of this list. Like it's just 
No, all these lists are just to piss us off. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if ESPN puts one out each week for until all the sports are back with fans. Just to piss us off. Next thing you know, Tom Brady's going to be like the 32nd ranked quarterback. Guarantee that in November. No matter how good the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. We, we know what the problem is with these lists is they look at past accomplishments of the player, but not past accomplishments from the last year. What's well, the problem? Because if you're going to say Brady was the top five quarterback last year, you're wrong. He wasn't. Yeah. But on a more positive football-related note, seven weeks from today will be the first NFL Sunday. Oh. I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, 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 Vikings at Packers, prime time, first week. Oh, and Dallas play the, the Giants, Dallas play the Rams on Sunday night, I think, right? I didn't hear a single word that Alexis and John just said. You guys just mashed all together. <laughs> so I said watching the Giants in four games is not going to be that exciting for me. You can be an honorary Cowboys fan this year. Is it better? No, definitely not. <laughs> I might be an honorary Vikings fan just so I can have someone to root for in the playoffs. Oh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Because they always get there. You can't bank on any team in the NFC East. Washington yeah, football team. The Washington football team might win the NFC East this year. They're the most dangerous team. They don't have a mascot. Honestly, are I mean, they really going into the season with no name? Yeah, I but like it's just them. temporary. It's temporary until they get yeah. approval I think they for a different them. name. I'm, I, all in on, I'm all in. I am too. I love the number on the side of the helmet. I know it's a yeah. college thing, but I think it's pretty fresh. Like you can be the only NFL team with that type of legit low. Like it's just a number. And I think I think some of these mascots are so silly. I think it's just completely outrageous. I mean, yeah. I think I think in general, I wouldn't mind if all the teams did this. Uh, if you had the Minnesota Football Club, I mean, like go go European mm-hmm. soccer style. I think that's that's the way to do it. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Football Club Philly. That's you the sh- worst idea I've ever. Heard. I'll be with it what if you can abbreviate. Yeah, the New York Football Team. Which one? Oh, uh, the blue one. No, no, because one would have to be one would have to be FC and one would have to be FT. You'll have the New York Football Club and the New York Football Team. The New York, the New, the New Jersey, New Jersey Football. Yeah, team. that's disgusting. Finally, NJFC. <laughs> what baseball team do you like? Yeah, the the New York one. Which one? Uh, the one with the pinstripes. <laughs> Don't they both uh, have pinstripes? Yeah, they do. Yeah, but in any sport, that's stupid. But think of no, 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 this is how it will be solved. So in London, you have like, in London, you have a bunch of different teams, but there's none of them that are called London. Yeah. Like the London Football Club. It's like Chelsea is a region, so it would be, be the Bronx. The Bronx, Bronx baseball, baseball team. team. That's better than the Yankees. That's oh. not bad, actually. That's kind of sick, because in the Bronx Bombers, all that merch is like that straight up. Dope. That's your I mean, team. If you put it by city, that would be dope. Like my I, mean, I, don't know yeah. where, I don't know where the Mets are located. Anyone know? Uh, Alexis probably does. Uh, I want to say Queens, but I could be very wrong. Queens baseball team? That's still uh, pretty cool. That's a little, uh... The logo could look so much better than it does for them. Yeah. I, uh, could, be, I could be completely wrong, but I want to say Queens. I don't know. But that's but what I was saying before. You should, If we're going to do this, you should be able to abbreviate your city's name. So, like, Philadelphia should be able to be, like, Philly Football Club or something, or, like, Football Team right. Philly. <laughs> yeah, you you can definitely get creative creative with it for sure. Um, There's many ways they could go with that, but 
I mean, what did who, you uh, what did you think of the Jamal Adams trade quick? Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think oh, okay. Jamal Adams is a baby back bitch. How are you going to recruit the, one of the best running backs to come to the Jets, which was a failing organization? You recruit him somehow to come there, and then you're just going to dip on him? I think his, come on. I think his IQ is above everyone else. Didn't they get a bunch of first-rounders, though, for him? Or a bunch the, of Jets, picks? the Jets. That's why I think yeah. the Jets won the trade, honestly. I don't know. I think that's worse for Jets fans. Because think about it, they just got a bunch of first-rounders. This fan base gets screwed over every time. You know damn well they're messing that up. Yeah, but but just because... <laughs> it's setting them know, up for failure. Jamal Adams is a good player, but they need offensive help. You know, they're, they're still going to be a five-win, six-win team like they were going to be. Oh, yeah. But, but Seattle's in a win-now mode, and because they're always finishing in, like, the late 20s, like, when it comes to the draft order, they looked at those picks and they're like, yeah, we don't really need them. We just need one more player. But again, that's what they had in Clowney last year. A big name guy, and, you know, it didn't really get that much for him. I mean, my biggest thing is there's just no loyalty in sports right now in America. Like, guys will flip flop teams in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. There's, I don't like that either. I don't yeah. like how much mo- uh, movement there is in players nowadays. I love it. I love it so much. I'll be honest. I'm, that doesn't surprise me. But for me, I think it brings the fan base closer to a team when the players stay and they're like, like Embiid right now. He's Philly no, through and I through. Think, if it, if he stays there play. forever, like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is loved. Exactly, yeah. Like, you're making great examples. Like, when yeah. the guys, when the teams stay together, you remember the team more, and that means yeah. more when they win. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Because all the players. Yeah. Listen to this, listen to this. I think you're wrong, because if everyone would always stay, then you wouldn't have that same appreciation. If it's an era where everyone is leaving, that one or two guys, that Damian Lillard, he means so much more than for that city. Yeah, but there's not enough. these guys moving around, and he's the, he's the one or two example that sticks with it. Yeah, but there's not enough guys staying that are, like, top level that are winning stuff. Look at the NBA there's right now. There's almost no one staying. Yeah. Like, the Knicks, that's, that's awesome. Like, how, how am I supposed to like the, the Knicks? And how am I supposed to get, like, say my favorite player on the Knicks when the players switch every three years? Yeah. He doesn't even know fan, who's as on as the Knicks. Fan, as a fan, you like consistency. No, as a fan of a failing team, you should be like, yes, we need more turnover. We need more guys moving to hope that this is our year. In addition, I what do you think mean? So. In, in GM mode, in GM mode, in 2K. In no, that's show. completely different. That's You're completely different. Do you want to know what I do? And I won 25 chips in a row. I keep the guys till they're 32 and then I trade them. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, like and that's loyalty. You're trying to get what value you can get from them. I get 12 value. years out of them. They're franchise players. Everyone recognizes them as my players, and then they're gone when they're 32. I don't know. That's what I do. See, but, um, here's the thing for the NBA. If there's guys that are loyal, which there are, they're not winning because we would hear about it a lot more. Like, oh, this guy was really loyal. He's like the city through and through, and he's winning. It's not that. You have LeBron who jumps ship to the next best team all the time. I hope he doesn't win in LA. That's one of the things that I always say to Christian. He's a ring chaser that doesn't get rings. Yeah. That'll be the biggest tarnish on his legacy. Yeah. How many times we're we gonna hear? Oh, he's going in the zero dark thirty. Like, all right, six zero dark thirties worked what four times? How many rings does he have? Three, four, three, three. It's worked three times and he's done it twelve times in a row. It doesn't work. Why stop going into zero dark thirty? It makes no sense. There's a lot of guys that would take three rings. Yeah, but when you go to the finals twelve times, MJ's winning that eleven times. He's been there. He's been there nine times. He's been there nine times. When all right, nine times. Whatever. It's gonna be twelve. 
when you face the greatest dynasty in sports, when you face the not in basketball, probably not sports. And that was with they won with KD, who also jumped ship. No, I'm saying the greatest dynasty has got to be the Spurs in basketball. Twenty-seven <laughs> straight NBA playoff. All right, that's fair. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and that's a good example of the loyalty thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Spurs fans probably really appreciate that. No, they do. But I'm yeah. praying. I'm praying Giannis leaves. Like that would make my life if Giannis. I don't. Leaves. I don't see him leaving. He's gonna. He's gonna go. I, I think it, dep- it depends on what they do. If they don't win. If he goes to go in the state, I'm not watching basketball. Everyone said that with KD and you watched basketball. Because he no, watched. I didn't. I didn't watch it that year. I didn't even watch the finals. I we were we were Wait, all you we yeah. watched it at your house. We made me yeah. watch one game. I was and not then we watched the clinching game at David Brown. You were there. You were there for that. Because yeah. I I know you, you were there for that. We had a bet. I with really that. I everyone knew who the winner was gonna be the entire season. We're 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 picking two. The Cavs. There's no way you didn't watch the Cavs. What do we want? At least this year, there's a chance that there could be. There's like three or four teams that have a chance of winning. That year, it was everyone knew was winning. Giannis goes to the Warriors, gonna be the same thing. They're gonna win 72 games and they're gonna sweep in the playoffs. But you know what? It'll be one more team that's better than MJ's Bulls. And then that'll give LeBron another excuse to lose another finals. Yes. <laughs> well, he won't get to the finals. Finally. Yeah. He actually might get there because Lou Williams isn't playing for the Clippers. This year, yeah, this year LeBron's going to get there. I mean, Lou, yeah, this is a good transition. I can't, I can't believe that. I, think, I, I think can't believe that. JR is actually huge for them. Yeah. JR. Oh, especially, especially with the pieces that yes, they yeah. lost. But yeah. JR went off last night or two days ago whenever he played. He got 20 points on six or seven shooting or something. Yeah, it's unreal. Not. What are I the... said it all along. JR just won them a championship. <laughs> that signing. He has, that signing. Score, he has to know the score this time. Do you know do you know what would be like my dream scenario? What is that? Game seven of the uh, NBA finals. It sounds like you don't even the know Lakers what it is. Lakers are down two and somehow JR the ball <laughs> falls in his hands. Because we know he wouldn't be the one who's for like it's LeBron gets double teamed, he has to pass out. And who's open? J.R. Smith, and he gets his moment of redemption, hitting a buzzer beater three pointer to win a series. J.R. deserves it. <laughs> I yeah. truly, I truly want Kawhi and Paul George to win it this year. It would be cool to see Paul George get one. Because then that would solidify. That would solidify Kawhi as one of the all-time greatest players. Mm-hmm. And it would redeem Paul George, who's been known to disappear in the playoffs. Is Kawhi the most respected? Like player to ever play the game that just jumps from team to team. He's got to be the most respected player. Who? Kawhi. I mean, I don't know about that. But because he's not for he, the numbers for the numbers that he has. He's the most well-respected player in the league that my, I've ever seen. Yeah, my whole thing with him jumping from team to team is he's not jumping into like a super team. Like yeah, he has Paul George at the Clippers, but when he went to yeah. Toronto. When he went yeah, to Toronto, never, it wasn't some super team. team. He he's played on the greatest team. dynasty in freaking NBA history. Oh, he sorry, he got though. drafted by them. He was oh. a baby, though. Yeah, sorry, he, he got drafted by them. What do you want him to do, demand a trade? That was the worst pick I ever heard. Yeah, he got drafted by them and then was the finals MVP. Like, what do you, you want him to do? He never played on a super team. He, it doesn't matter if he was drafted yeah, by them. Did he ever move to a super team? You he didn't move what to you inherit. Clippers. You can't help it. If, if you're a player and you get drafted by the Patriots, you can't just help 
No, but that my, my point was saying, Alexis, two quotes, said he never played for a super team. Two out of the three teams he's on were super He got teams. drafted by the Spurs. That's what not, that's, that, you can't count that as his super let, team. Let me, one sec, one sec. Let me clarify for these two what it means to say he never played for a super team. It doesn't I was clearly talking about when he moved. I was clearly talking about when he moved. But you said, two quote, he never played for a super team. He played for two. Christian, you're just... You're being really technical about this. <laughs> like, you, you knew what Alexis was saying. Really technical? First of all, Johnny, it's being Technical, technical. Are you and waiting? second of all, Christian, just end this argument. This is, we're not arguing about whether the Spurs were a super team. They I were. The Clippers are. The Clippers are, too. They're a super good team. I wouldn't say the they're... They're not... Yeah, but it's not... It's not the whole Wade, Bosch, LeBron deal. Having two All-Stars is completely different from having four. Yes. I'm blown away at the mistake. Having two players who are top three and six men of the year on your team, that doesn't say Okay, anything. what would you consider more of a super team? The three-headed Celtics, the Miami Heat, the Warriors. It's not about more Warriors. of a super team. They're all super teams. Well, no, those are the super teams. Having two All-Stars has never been a super team. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. This is it's going to go nowhere because you two yeah. are arguing about it. <laughs> but some big news, some big news with Mike Tyson. He is fighting against Roy Jones Jr. Back. I think this is Back. This, this is a joke. Like, I'm more interested in the undercard to be honest. The guy is 55 yeah. years old. What is the point of him boxing anymore? Uh to make a ton of money. You know people are going to buy it. Uh, we're we're probably yeah. going to buy it. Like yeah, I'll probably watch it, but come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, but what, that's what the thing. That's a, that's exactly why he's having it because like, people like us are saying, "Why would anyone buy this?" And we're gonna go and buy it. Gonna buy it, yeah. No, I think <laughs> I'm not saying why would they buy it. it. I'm saying why is he doing like because he because can. He, he, <laughs> like Tyson, I mean, yeah. You're 55 years old, man. Enjoy your retirement. He was, he's still, he's, and then he got still fit. grinding, man. He, he's still grinding. Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so much more entertaining to me. Yeah, and actually that kind of made me think about this. A little scenario here. If you can make any two people fight each other in a no-rules cage match, who would you choose? I'm just saying, one of my guilty pleasures is these influencer fights. I think they're hilarious. Yes. I think they're, I yes. think the the only one I've actually watched was the KSI Logan Paul fight. Yeah, KSI destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And that was a decent fight, actually. Yeah, yeah it wasn't bad. They're less technical. They throw more haymakers. I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. They were swinging like idiots. They looked so dumb, but <laughs> it was a good fight. Uh, it's one of my biggest guilty pleasures. These influencer fights, they're hilarious. <laughs> How tall is Nate Robinson? Isn't he, like, super, super short? He's going to get bodied by Oh, it's going to be hilarious. He's going to be running around the ring just sprinting I didn't even hear about this, that they were fighting. They're came, on the yeah. undercard. It came out right after the Mike yeah. Tyson t- uh, fight dropped. But so seriously, the who, the Tyson fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I would rather I would buy it for that, not for the main card. <laughs> I mean, if they make the fight over fifty dollars, I'm not I'm not buying the fight. What if we can all split it? Do it as ten a ways. Man, ten ways. I don't want to feed into two senior citizens fighting each other. He has zero backbone. He says, I, "I won't watch basketball." Proceeds to watch the NBA finals. He says, I won't pay for this. Prissy, he will buy this. <laughs> he has no backbone. I will stop cheering for the Knicks. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I never said that. I never said that. Not, not once in my life have I ever said I was going to stop reading for the Knicks. But seriously, like, what two celebrities would you make fight? I don't know. It's a tough decision. Judge and Stanton? Oh, that would be heavyweights. Uh, heavyweights. We should put together a card. We should put together a whole fight card. One from each sport. Celebrities to fight. Um, he just changed tonight's five for five into uh, <laughs> celebrity five fights. We sh- we're doing that next week. Next week's five for five. Uh, celebrity fights. LeBron and MJ. Oh, good one. Body and that wouldn't be a fight. That'd be bullying. Fifty-five-year-old Jordan versus LeBron. Yeah, my point is Yeah, LeBron would. Uh, that'd be like one round. Thirty seconds. <laughs> Thirty seconds. <laughs> I don't even think Jordan would show up. No. <laughs> Jordan would get wouldn't get up off the couch. Or he he'd have his six rings under the freaking boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, did anything else really happen? Um. Oh, oh the, Marlins. the Marlins. The Marlins. The Marlins. Alexis. The Marlins might just have cost them. I'll be their season. Yeah. I think we're so wrong on this. I I think he's wrong, but the Phillies and Marlins might be done. If a high market team like the Phillies, and I saw something, I think it was Didi, has a kidney problem where if he gets it, he could die. If a player on that team has it, and then Didi gets it and dies from the COVID, the season is over. Well, did you hear what the Marlins did? Didi's always won a match. If the sun is crashing down on earth, the season will all Oh, because playing that (laughs) whole entire game with the Marlins, the odds of them getting Corona are so low that that would be so impossible. And Didi wasn't playing in that game, right? You know why like, they played, not right? Like an idiot. Alexis, you not know like why they was. played, right? In the Marlins group text, what? they asked the players if they wanted to play because they already knew that their team had COVID, and the players said they'll play. So not only are the odds high that someone on the Phillies now has it, the odds for some if once that happens for Didi to get it are very high too. So it's not a low possibility. Yeah. And if he, even if he doesn't die. Yeah, okay, like, dying is an exaggeration. He doesn't die, but he goes critical, he's in the hospital for it, the season's over. No, no, I don't <laughs> like, think so because you only have I, two I, teams. Because players are already nervous to play because of their families and their kids. They're not yeah. going to want to contract it when the entire organization already got it. Yeah, but it's only two teams. But, but I, yeah, now, but that's, but that's, that's, but that's how it always thing. starts. It always starts with one <laughs> team, and then it's that's, that's why they lock those two teams down. If the Phillies and Marlins yeah. season is over, no one will blink an eye. They're two irrelevant teams that were going nowhere. <laughs> and then what, what happens when it happens again with a big market team? Boy, Christian, you're just a comedian. Listen, I think if it about. gets to four or five teams, they'll shut I it think, down. I think you're, you're, you're just taking this way too like, you're Because right away, as soon as it hit the NBA, oh, at first it was just Utah, at first it was just Rudy. Then yeah, it was everybody else on this team. Then it was, it spread all over the league. The NBA is different, though. The NBA is different. Uh, also, also, this is so wrong. It was, it was Rudy Gobert who got it, and it was the team, the two teams he played prior because they didn't know he had it. So he had already Everyone on his team also yeah, and had time it. Out. Time out. Time out. Time out. That was before we, we even knew anything. This, was, this all happened before we knew anything okay, as well. I'm just giving an example of how quickly it can spread in the league. Yeah, but those, these like, two teams, the teams played. that didn't play them, didn't like face them. It didn't reach them. It doesn't just say, "Oh, I'm getting, I'm going to jump from baseball." You think that no, no NBA players outside of their team got COVID? <clears throat> Not from Rudy Gobert. They got it from their city. Oh my! <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, who is Alexis? You're, you're it awesome. still shows how quickly 
more teams can get affected by COVID. You're off the list. Listen, all in all, all right, I don't all think right. I don't think right. baseball did it right. No one else in the MLB will get it. The MLB season's fine. In twenty no. games when it's canceled, the, yeah, yeah, the, when the people will get it. They'll go into quarantine, and it's not gonna. The season will happen. Baseball didn't but do I, it right. Baseball should have done what the M, the NBA did, what the MLS did, what golf is doing, where you get those players together, you test them basically every day, and if they test positive, they go home. If they're they good, they stay. Tested daily. They should be. Yeah, I think it's like every other day. I think I saw. I mean, now it's going to be every day, and then the season's on. Yeah, but but again, I mean, it's just one instance. They're gonna the MLB is gonna learn from this moment, and they're gonna yeah. probably make the testing requirements more stringent than what they already are. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, hundred percent. They're, they're not gonna jump to the extremes right away. They're just gonna use sound judgment in what they do. I mean, it's, def- it's definitely a scary thing for sure when you just see, because I was watching the game and then the announcers were saying, oh, four players randomly scratched. Because in all of the sports right now, like not even for an injury, they can't even give what they have if they're injured yeah. because of like HIPAA and all that. Just a good way to end this conversation is RIP Didi, apparently. Yeah, nah, Didi, Didi's killing it. He's fine. Alexis thinks Didi. he's going to die. I think Didi. Didi has three home runs already. Yeah, he's been killing it. And- yeah. Hey, I wish you would have gone to any other team except the Phillies. Well, Colin, yeah. Colin texts me. He's like, "Thank you're welcome for Didi, by the way. I'm like, I love him, dude. Didi was good. He just wanted too much money. And we yeah. had younger guys yeah. that we couldn't, like, yeah. not play. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I completely understood when we got rid of Didi, but I just hate that he went to the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't yeah. he go to, like, the Pirates? Something that's irrelevant. Girardi, baby. By their players. Yeah, but I mean, one last thing on the MLB. Can we talk about Dr. Fauci's first pitch? How (laughs) bad was that? That was was really bad. I feel like it could have been worse, though. Like, it could have been worse. Dude, he tried to shot put it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there's been some where they barely even hit the plate. Like, they went to the opposite side. Let's have some respect. He's... He's a frontline guy here. He's got bigger, bigger fish to fry. Than yeah, he couldn't put his mask on properly. That's, I didn't see that. All I saw, <laughs> that, I, I saw that ball. I didn't see that. All I saw was that his pitch went like forty-five feet and way to the right, but or way to the left. But yeah, the first. I, I feel like it could have definitely been worse. Like people have spiked the ball right in front yes. of them before. Like Carly Rae Jepsen. Anyone remember yeah, that like, one? Uh, it yeah. definitely could have been way worse, but. Definitely not even close to the <laughs> Oh, terrible. But, all right, so that's kind of a wrap-up of everything that's happened so far. So, Premier League. Primarily. Oh. I won our league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no movement, so we kind of fish, finished that one up last week. But I Alexis won. and I are going to do a music video together. No, uh, no, not together. We have a double punishment. Never. Separate, yeah. No, yeah, we'll do it separate. We'll do it separate but together. Together but separate. separate. So separate and Johnny, separate, yeah. Johnny, you actually lost your lead because you tied. Christian yeah, won, I saw that. but I mean it doesn't matter. It's not like he gets anything. So I was kind of gonna skip over it, and not mention it because I did bad. My team got relegated. My team might have been yeah. the worst team to ever pick in this. They fired their coach with two games left against the two best, one of the best teams playing right now. And got demolished, and now we're relegated. I'll tell so, a funny story that how how I uh, got to know your old team as manager another time. I'll leave that as a cliffhanger. It's uh, 
I mean, I think my team got what one point, maybe four points, something like that. You finished with five. Not terrible, but not good. Hey, for not wanting to do the league, I mean, five points isn't bad. Yeah, but all right. So let's get into our interview. We had an awesome interview with Scott Calamar, thanks to Alexis. I mean, it was it was pretty sick. He had some funny ass stories. Honestly, he was a he was a pretty cool dude. So yeah. it's a really good interview. We get into his baseball career. We talked a lot about his baseball career, about who he played, where what he did. Uh, and then we get yeah. into golf. And then he just got into the long driving thing. Yeah. So I mean, he carries ten drivers with him, hits them backwards, hits putters three hundred yards. It's pretty sick. So so now here is Scott Calamar. So we now welcome on Scott Calamar. Am I saying that right? Yes. All right, cool. Roll long drive. He hits bombs. How you doing? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, this is my first uh, first real podcast. So oh, I'm sweet. a huge podcast guy, too, so I listen to a bunch. So I know uh, uh, I know what it's all about. Sweet. Nice to be your first one. But we, we just want to get right into it. I mean, how did you find yourself on the world long drive? Well, it kind of, my whole life kind of built up to it. Um, I played baseball and golf my whole life. My dad got me into golf when I was real young. And um, baseball and golf have always been my two sports. Uh, so in high school, I was playing a lot of competitive golf, playing a lot of uh, travel baseball, and I didn't know which one I wanted to pick. I wanted to play high-level Division One. Usually you can't do that. Um, you can't play both. So especially golf and baseball, it's such a such a tough mix. Um but uh, yeah, so I ended up I ended up um, choosing baseball um, out of college. It was, it was a tough decision, but gosh, to think about it now, like I had the greatest times ever playing baseball, and like just the guys I met and everything, like it just worked out so perfectly that I chose baseball. So uh, I went to Seton Hall, played baseball, and but. I just love golf so much, man, that like, I was always playing in college and always playing like in pro ball with the Diamondbacks. Like I was always going out with the pitchers, freaking pitchers, man. But I was always <laughs> playing. I was always playing golf with them and just couldn't get away from the game. So I knew in training for home runs and everything, I knew I knew I could hit a golf ball super far. And I told my I told my pops, like, look, you know, whenever baseball's over, hopefully it's never. But uh, whenever it is, like this long drive stuff is really the real deal. I want to see what I can do and. Um, so yeah, real quick, I, I basically I got released from the Diamondbacks, played like indie ball for the last part of my season, just kind of have enjoy my last years of baseball, mm-hmm. and then um, two months later I was in Utah in a uh, long drive competition, and there was like hundred and some dudes there, and I ended up taking third, and Crank uh, is, is my sponsor still now today. They signed me that day, so it was like awesome. all right, you know, <laughs> we're uh, we're we'll bore into this in my first event, so it was it was sick. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Uh, I didn't know that you transferred over so quickly from baseball to. Long yeah, but dude, like I was saying, like you know, even like playing playing baseball the whole time, like golf was like I would go like even even before game, go to the potting green and just like rip putts for like an hour before I head to the field. Like I just I just couldn't get away from the game. So it was it was a quick transition, but it wasn't really because I was still swinging clubs like you know throughout the whole whole career. College was a little bit less, but pro ball is like, dude, you got nothing else to do. I mean, you're at the ballpark from, you know, noon to probably about midnight. But uh, before that, like, I, I can't sleep in. So I'm up at, like, you know, uh, pretty early, and I was going to the driving range or whatever and playing some. So. 
See, Alexis, that's what you have to do to be good at golf. Oh, <laughs> legitimately, yeah, you can. So, I actually just started this year my golfing career, and it is off to a four-star. <laughs> like everybody else, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's, I told you I've been playing since I was three, so I, I played it like scratch, uh, maybe, maybe a hair plus handicap, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing since I was three, so it just takes so much feel, like, doesn't take any athleticism to hit a four-yard wet shot, but it's so freaking hard to do because it's just it's just yeah. all it's all practice. And you got to hit it so crisp. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Alexis, that's your probably, and you probably hit a mean slice too because everybody baseball players. Problem when I drive, everything slices to the right. Every baseball player just uh, wide open face and huge <laughs> banana slice. The first time I actually went with Muller and uh, he, he had to tell me not to step. When I'm driving, to try to <laughs> that's, uh, that's a super raw baseball. Oh so my god, that's yeah. hilarious. That's me, it's crazy. He was stepping and he was taking one hand off the club every time. It was like <laughs> it was like watching a rod swing. Yeah, like Griffey, dude. <laughs> that's I mean, talking about the slice, this would be a good time for these two to settle their little debate here. Yeah, so uh, so the two of us went to the driving range actually about a month ago, and uh, we both were having some, we were hitting some pretty good shots, and uh, we decided uh, to try and drive with the putter for a couple, see how far we could hit a, a long shot with the putter. And uh, so we're wondering, when you're, when you're doing a long drive, if you completely slice one, and it completely shank it, but it's launched to the right, only goes five yards forward, and the other guy hits one maybe 100 yards forward down the middle, but the other guy might have 150 to the right, which would be the longer drive. Okay, so one was completely shanked, but it went 150 yards right. Yeah, not forward at all. Just let's, like say, it. let's say it went hypothetically went much further, just totally off, oh. like out of the picture. That that one's out for sure. If you didn't, <laughs> hit, anywhere, if you didn't hit it anywhere near your direction, <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> so, even coming from me with long drive, like we, it's usually like a like a football field, so you get like sometimes the grids are like thirty five yards wide, but they're usually at least like fifty. So I mean, we still have to hit it like somewhere straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not just hitting it like as far as I can directly left. So I already even though I shank it. I shanked mine, but it went farther than his shank. Now we argue about that for probably. So you know how a lot of driving ranges have that U shape. He was yeah. taking out people on the other side of the driving range. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's really funny. Was it was it at a uh, Lucky Strokes? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're up left and just crushing people down. <laughs> All right, but that was my first time going, and then the next time we went. I was a little bit better, and then I saw someone who was doing the exact same thing as me, maybe even a little worse. He almost hit his buddy that was right next to him. That's how bad he shanked it. <laughs> With a, just a regular driver, or they were trying to hit putters, too? <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody else was lying driving putters. <laughs> I actually do, so uh, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I do a lot of charity events. Like, they've hired me as, like, the professional, um, like, Happy Gilmore, basically. I help raise money in the hole. And I do a bunch of trick shots. Like my big one is hitting a right-handed club upside down. I can hit it like probably like three, four or so. Or I do the I do a putter. But uh, the putters, man, I go through them so much. They like they're not built to like hit hard. So I can get a putter up to 300 yards, but it's like I don't do them in charity events because it's just it's like I just go through a putter every day. So it's like I'm not just yeah. Insane, putter. 
a regular club then, like a regular driver? Um, my long drive club, like I'll get it normal day, no wind, like soft grid. Like I'll carry it like three, three eighty five, three ninety. But then like we'll have events in Mesquite or something like yo, the number's like four seventy. It's crazy because it's just a hard grid, and it, I have like. Shoot, I'll show you my closet. I have like 30 different drivers, so it just depends on what the grid's doing. Like if it's a super hard grid, then I got to hit like a tighter shaft that doesn't fly as high. So I hit it like a low rock, and so it just takes off forever. So there's a lot of different equipment for different different grids and stuff. Dude, the science behind it all is just bananas. I remember uh, when I was talking to you uh, a couple of years ago, you said you were ranked. I forget what number you were. Do you know what you're ranked right now? So I'm ranked... Um, stupid corona shut down this whole year but i'm ranked uh 30 right now in the world yeah that's crazy i was Easy. i was bummed for this year man and kind of kind of stinks but you know what look like for you guys uh there's usually like 12 events uh starting like um end of march early april and it goes all the way through world championships which is end of september so yeah. usually right now i'm full bore like you know every other two or three weeks i'm flying to somewhere else and yeah uh, it's an awesome time for sure. Yeah, oh, that you go to usually? Favorite, favorite place to go for the events? Uh, and I'm sure 95% of the long drive guys say it's Mesquite for sure. You fly into Vegas, like an hour drive from Vegas, and it's um, you hit into this like uh, crazy canyon. It's freaking just so <laughs> awesome that it's like it's 120 degrees in the desert, but it's just uh, it's sick. It's, it's really it's awesome. It, it is perfect grid. No, absolutely. So, but I mean, the Tennessee is really cool. They, I mean, they have a lot of fans. Like, there's a lot of good places um, that we go to. Canada, it's it's sick. Mm-hmm. What about best atmosphere, <laughs> best crowd, best crowd reaction you guys usually get? Um, yeah, Mesquite kind of stinks. For the, like, there's not a lot of people just getting cooked in the sun at 120 degrees <laughs> to watch us. I mean, they put up like big grandstands and stuff, and like we hit on like the platform if you ever see it on Golf Channel. Yeah. But, uh, Tennessee was probably pretty really sick, and and Rochester, New York. Um, I drove uh, drove to both of those. Tennessee was like nine hours, and yeah. Rochester's only like five. But those are the two best places I would say. Yeah, I remember get like PJ Tour guys to show up. Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Like, how do you so, think Bryson Shambo would do? <laughs> there's we've had a lot of like, uh, well, Bryson Shambo. That's a whole different animal. But uh, we have. We have a lot of like interaction on Twitter, but we haven't had anybody actually show up. Those guys, I mean, they're flying like they they fly in Monday, they play Tuesday, Wednesday practice rounds, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. and then they're going somewhere else for another. So like their schedules are pretty nuts, especially during that March to September when our season is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, what Bryson DeChambeau is doing right now is just absolutely bananas. Like, granted, like I told you, we're hitting into a like we have six balls to hit as hard as we can and get one in the grid. Yeah. Where, you know, I just played TPC River Highlands where they had the Travelers. I just played that two weeks before they, they played it. And, I mean, he's hitting 195 ball speed, probably close to 200 ball speed, which is, like, for us, long drive, like, a really good ball, and you're going to win a good amount of money is, like, 220 ball speed. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's definitely a difference there. But think about it. It's, like, 
I'm going full bore as I can. I don't care about my second shot where yeah. he's got like, you know, <laughs> crazy he rough. And you got to hit in a 10 yard window. Like what everybody's giving him so much crap. And yeah, I mean, his personality is it's whatever, but like, <laughs> and I, I got to respect it for He's just got so beefy and just crushes it. <laughs> yeah. The, I was watching the last tournament. He had a drive over the trees and it landed like 10 yards from the green. And he looks at the other guy. He's like, you're going to have three more shots. His personality is terrible, but yeah, I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. Well, hey, I mean, it gets you guys like the the takes going for sure. It gets you uh, gets you talking about him. I mean, yeah. think about it. Like golf, this past how many months it's all been Bryson DeChambeau, and you know he's, he's yeah. like sometimes it's bad negative where he's getting his caddy to the cover cameras and he can't yep. even like have the camera guy. He just flips out on him. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like definitely. It was good and bad, but it, all the talks about him. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen videos of him like preparing for it in his. I get it looked like it was kitchen almost the way he had it all set up. Like, how are you preparing for these events? Do you go to like the driving range and do a Happy okay. Gilmore did? Uh, so he's actually he's actually doing it right. Like the um, the best way I've seen it too is just like literally don't even care where it goes. Mm-hmm. You're just training your body to go faster and just go like sort of like just shut the governor off like you're like i've played golf my whole life right i know i had to hit an eight iron like straight so it's kind of like a good tempo swing where i have to completely shut that off for long drive and i'm trying to go as full bore as i can so like i'll just like i hit a core excel dude like inside and um into a net that's 10 feet in front of me and i'll hit it as hard as i possibly can don't care where it's going and i just try and spike my speed so like 100 swings as hard as i can and then you know once my speed half that's when i start going back to the range and like trying to figure out flights and stuff but yeah. uh um, but he's doing right for sure have you had any injuries from swinging so hard uh no free ads for core xl but uh <laughs> <laughs> um uh no i really haven't i i've been same with my baseball career man I, i've uh i've had a little bit of nagging stuff here and there i broke my ankle in college but that was just a freak thing like it wasn't uh but no, I haven't had any injuries yet. I mean, I, I go I go to Coruscant a lot just to take care of my back for sure because I mean, so it's definitely a lot of torque on it. But um, so far so good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Alexis and I are complaining after we hit uh, 50 balls yeah, each at the range. <laughs> we're crying about our backside. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, think about it. Like Alexis, you can relate too. Like when you when you first start spring training, you start throwing, like as a pitcher, oh, yeah. like your arm just feels like trash until yeah. you like keep throwing and keep throwing and then it's fine. You know, it's like probably similar, like you're just not used to swinging like that. So um, that's probably it. Just keep hitting more putters on the range or you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you actually do that because I thought we were being idiots swinging on freaking putters. <laughs> oh, uh, like a lot of long drive guys do it. It's, it's like a cool like trick shot thing. But the, the right-handed driver everybody loves. Like, I, I usually – so um, for the charity events, like, I've done the Philadelphia Flyers. I've done the Philadelphia Phillies, like, World Series um, anniversary. Like, just – like, got to meet all of these guys. Um, and they, they hire me as, like, the professional. It's like, yo, I'm hitting for, like, Shane Victorino and, like, just, like – Mike Schmidt and Larry Boa and like Jamie Moyer, John Cruff, like all these guys are like watching me hit the golf ball and I'm the professional that they like brought me in to do this. Like it was insane. It was that Philadelphia Cricket Club, which is a totally freaking awesome, awesome golf course. But uh, yeah, I'll usually just kind of try and like bet guys and stuff to help raise money money for the charity and um, just take their club out of their hand and just flip it over. Because I, I play lefty 
and um, everybody plays variety, so I just take the right-handed driver, flip it up upside down, and hit it <laughs> 300 plus past them. So it's, oh, it's usually wow. the hit of it for sure. Did you ever uh, actually play with any MLB guys while you were in solo? Yeah, so um, in my baseball career, man, like I. Oh, yeah, I, I want to ask you about Alaska, because I think you were yeah. there recently, right? Yeah, let's roll, so let's roll back to um, Seton Hall. I played baseball at Seton Hall um, uh, in the Big East for four years. So my first my first ever Big East series was against UConn. And, um, I mean, shoot, dude, UConn had Matt Barnes, George Springer. Like, oh, wow. I played against George Springer for three years. Wow. And, uh Matt Barnes, I don't, I don't know if you know him. He's in the big leagues too. He's a freaking throws like 100 miles an hour. He's a... <laughs> you were, uh, you were playing Springer in school. Did you guys like know who he was? Like this guy's the shit, or was he just like another guy? He let you know who he was, dude. Like he was, like he, I, and I really respect him. Like I feel like he's not that cocky in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Like in college, he walked around like he just <laughs> owned everyone. And his <laughs> girlfriend, who's like, I'm telling you, like his girlfriend was like like sports illustrated like <laughs> dude but she was like literally like every bit of the high maintenance you could see like we had like yeah like at the beginning tournament they always have like a kickoff dinner where all the teams were around and like she was just falling around them at the hip and just like everybody was just like holy cow like who is this girl but uh anyway um so yeah back to my first ever series <laughs> at uconn um mike uh mike Olt was uh he was the um I actually got some notes here just so I don't forget stuff. But Mike Holt was their four hitter, and um, their atmosphere was sick. It was just awesome. And, like, walkouts wasn't even a thing. Like, I didn't really know what walkouts were until I got to college. And No, yeah, you don't do it in high school. And uh, so Mike Holt comes up, their four hitter, and he's hitting, like, I don't know, 400 on the year. He's got a bunch of bombs. It's just, like, I – didn't know what I was getting myself into because all of a sudden like the speakers just go nuts and it was uh do you remember that song you guys might be a little too young but I got King Kong in the trunk and then the bass just drops and it's just like <laughs> dude the whole dugout the whole dugout was just shaking and like literally I was just like talk about the most intimidating freaking walk out ever in the Beezer era like, what's that uh, did you play when BESR bats were legal my freshman year was the last year, so we switched to BB Core sophomore year. I remember the college numbers used to be outrageous. Like, and that was that was my freshman year, and this guy, like, literally, he was killing humans with he was killing humans with baseballs because it just was like 180 mile per hour exit velocity. But, uh, now the home run leader in the country would be like probably 22 or something like that. BB Core changed it for for sure, but uh, yeah, I mean 35. What's that? Back back when those bats were legal, guys played like 35 home runs a year. Oh, easy, dude. And yeah, I, I mean, you play like 60 games, so there was dudes that, yeah. I mean, like uh, there was some huge names um, that uh, I played against. Um, so I played against Garrett Whittles. You remember that guy? Garrett Whittles had that hit streak. You guys might have been too young too for that. Yeah, he, he was like breaking break the NCAA hit streak, and I played against him in Alaska. I played against Aaron Judge in Alaska. Ooh. That was crazy. Wow. Um, so what were you doing in Alaska? Was that with Seton Hall or? Yep. So um, in college, you have you know you have the summers off, so your season ends. Like if you go to the Big East tournament and then regionals and stuff, it goes into yeah. the summer. But after that, you go right to summer ball. And um, 
you know, you can kind of try and get yourself, like usually your, your school will get you placed where you, um, where you go. And I really want to go to Alaska because um, it's a, it's a really good league. And plus, I mean, shoot, when are you ever going to go to Alaska? So yeah. uh, unreal time, like literally all of our games started at eight o'clock at night. There's no lights. Like it's 24 hours straight. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. So think about it. Like, think about it. It's like in the afternoon, like, middle of the day and our games are at eight o'clock and it's 11 o'clock the game's over and it's still just bright as could be what's that probably weren't sleeping when you were in alaska well i mean everybody had the, like the blackout shades so it was like once you got kind of used to it and i can sleep I'm a, I'm a good sleeper so i can get but uh my host brother always he liked playing uh frisbee golf which i, I was like yo i don't know oh no oh no <laughs> so I would get home from my games and he would like want me to go out and play at like midnight but you know we could because it was like yeah. his freaking neighbors cutting his lawn at 2am dude it's like yo <laughs> I'm trying to sleep but you know it was it was awesome and Aaron Judge was talk about taking the silliest BP you've ever seen but uh, he couldn't hit anything like in the game he was like oh for a million with the million strikeouts so somebody somebody saw him and just worked on his brain his approach now he's got one of the six approaches in the in the bigs and he walks like three times a game he's just it was uh it's, it's cool to see him in a transition of um turning on the tv and uh seeing what i saw compared to you know what what everybody else sees yeah and now he's yeah. almost face of baseball what's that i'm sorry i said now he's like the face of baseball oh exactly and he's you know he's like I just saw on Instagram they were showing his like new cleats for this year. They're like size seventeen. I mean, these guys are freaking <laughs> sick. All I like came up to his knee. Did you play in any other like six summer leagues? Because I know there's a few good ones. Um, well, I played Alaska two years and I just enjoyed it so much. But uh, a lot of my buddies, my buddy, uh, one of my best friends from college. Like I said before, like I was so happy I chose college because literally the greatest time on earth. Like just with. Just with traveling, like, you know, flying all across the country, go back to school for two days and then fly back to somewhere else and, like, just traveling and playing yeah. in the back of the bus and or the plane or whatever it was. But one of my best friends, yeah, I played the outfield with him. Um, well, me and Zach Granite and him. Zach Granite's in the bigs with the Twins now. Well, actually, he just got traded to the Yankees, but he's my good buddy that we played the outfield with. But anyway, uh, his name's Ryan Sullivan. He, um, he went to the Cape, and he won a championship in the Cape. It was right after we won the Big East Championship our uh, sophomore year. So we got fitted for rings for the Big East Championship. And then, you know, two months later, he won the um, Cape Cod League Championship. So he's like, I already got fitted for a ring. He's like, I want to wear them both at the same time. So he got fitted for his pinky. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he always just rocks the two rings together. He's, he's, he's his character, and he's awesome. He's, um, I was just with him last week playing golf. But. That's awesome. So your sophomore, you guys went to College World Series then, I guess. Uh, regionals. Regionals. When you, um, yeah, we beat uh, we beat UConn, who was like undefeated, and they were supposed to win the Big East, and that was with George Springer and Matt Barnes, like their ace. But uh, we ended up beating them. We went to Texas A&M. Um, we uh, Tyler Naquin was on that team. He's in the Bigs. Um, dude, never never played in that atmosphere. So, uh, I ever I have. About that. so one of my buddies that goes to Fordham, they played Texas A&M his senior year. Yep. Not the strike to your guy I called on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He was on the mound. Like, ball, five, ball, yep. like, he, he, he 
baddest dipping dude and i could like you know i'm, I'm sitting across like I, I watched this like i watched this guy grow up hit bombs and now i'm like sitting in the other dugout against him like it was just surreal but i got i got a cool funny story from that like i was in the dugout and one of my other buddies was in there too and you know they had everything you can imagine like sunflower seeds gum like whatever you want it's like all given to you by the clubbies and whatever so the one, um, my body was just sitting by the cooler and I was, dude, I was on cloud nine, just going nuts. And I wasn't going to play. Like I knew I wasn't going to play. I was like the ninth outfielder on the bar, but I was just so, <laughs> so, so sick to be on the bench. And I was just messing around. I was like, um, to my buddy who was at the water cooler, I was like, yo, water boy, give me a water. And, uh, just, just being an idiot. Next thing you know, that boy, bad boy brought me over a cup of water and I, I didn't know what to do. Like I I took the water and I was like, yo, why is this kid giving me water? And then it like hit me after like 30 seconds. I was like, oh no, I'm the biggest jerk on earth. So uh, I went up to the kid and he was like probably 12. He didn't know the difference. It's like Paul Goldschmidt who's standing next to me or me. It's like, he doesn't know. So I went up to him, I put my arm around. I was like, dude, like, I didn't mean it like that. Like you definitely don't have to like, I can, I'm I'm big enough to go get my own water. Dude, it's like, I, I, I apologize, but it was kind of funny. That's a great story. I'll never forget. But. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so. Man. That's the thing I want to say. Um, so he would come by to live sometimes and like help out with practice. And we had this machine where we would shoot fly balls out into the outfield, like 400 feet in the air. And this freaking guy would be in the outfield barehanded, and he would be barehanded catching the balls <laughs> 400 feet in the air. I've never seen anyone else do that. <laughs> In my life, if you catch it right, it doesn't hurt. I've never <laughs> <laughs> so like, he would be out shagging BP, and then he would just casually catch it with his right hand, bare hand, like a line drive in the outfield. I did that um, when I actually played at Liberty, too. I did that, and you remember Benetsky. Benetsky was like, one of our coaches. Oh, like a, he, he was like fought in every war that we had as a country, so he, <laughs> he's, he's, seen, he's seen every place on earth, but. He saw me do it one time before a game, and he came out and just lit into me. Like, how dumb are you? Like, you have a glove on your other hand, and you're catching them barehanded. And it was like a rocket line drive. I was just an idiot high school kid, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Funny you remember that, dude. Uh, I've never seen anybody do it somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. I guess going back a little bit to uh, to golf then. Jerry, yeah. uh, favorite local places to play? Um, actually right now with long drive being canceled, I've been playing a ton. So, um, my favorite place, I mean, I play in a lot of cash games at Green Pond and like, I know, I know a lot of those guys there and obviously I've played Bethlehem a million times, but, uh, so those are my two go-tos, but like favorite place. I mean, shoot, I've played Saucon a bunch and, um, now I do mortgages now. So I like have to like actually network with people and do like real, like adult (laughs) things. So uh, you have to actually work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hitting a golf ball, hitting a golf ball as far as I can doesn't fully support the income, but uh, but yeah, no, I get to, I get invited to a lot of stuff for for golf and um, especially being in like a scratch golfer, like it's just dude, like if you have kids, like I'm telling you, get your you know, hopefully a son, but if you get your son, like uh, yeah. get him to play golf right away because that was the best thing that my dad ever did, and like now. I mean, even playing throw ball, I got to play with all the guys, and I was, you know, always one of the best. Now, like, even with my real job, like, I'm getting invited to do all this stuff. And um, so I've played soccer in a bunch. Lehigh Country Club is also sick. But uh, I told you when I did the Phillies one, um, that was at Philadelphia Cricket Club. That was uh, 
one of the nicest places I've ever played. But um, mm-hmm. locally, I would say probably, I mean, sure, you can't, like, dude, anybody talks about Bethlehem, like, or Lehigh Valley is always socking. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Public tracks, public, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I got to go Bethlehem just because I've, I've played it a million times. Allentown's pretty sick, though, and I actually did yes. the, uh, I did the Iron Pigs um, charity event too, and I was talking to those guys because they they can um, they can play at Allentown or Bethlehem for free. I was like, so which one do you, so which one do you guys like better? And they're all like, dude, Allentown is like way better than Bethlehem. It's like really. I mean, Bethlehem just redid their club too, like the, all the bunkers and stuff. So. So when I, I asked them, it was when Bethlehem was like in its worst shape possible. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, obviously uh, they're not even here right now with the old Corona, but. Uh, I wonder if they changed your mind with that. But yeah, no, I, I did play Allentown a few weeks ago, and it's it's in sick shape too. So yeah, yeah. What do you know? What's your favorite? I mean, I usually play over at Bethlehem just because it's right there. But I've played Allentown a number of times. Um, I mean, my favorite golf courses are down in Myrtle because that's where my family goes on vacation. So that's where I play the most. But uh, my buddy that got the pinky ring, his uh, his parents. Um, have a place down like just north of Myrtle, so we go on a golf trip uh-huh. every uh, every year. So I played a I played a good amount of those tracks. But dude, going on a golf trip yeah. is just the most fun ever. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, we we Myrtle's, absolutely yeah, do. Myrtle's such a sick place for for golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause you have the legends. You have uh, you have all those clubs there that have multiple golf courses at them. So it's like a perfect spot too. You can go and play. Yeah, if you put the right time of year, it's not a bad price at all for uh, yeah. most. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to the heat of the summer, you're paying a lot. But oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> we always go like in November. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are scared down there. It's like, oh, it's like 60 degrees, so they don't want to play. It's like, yeah, you know, okay. dude, I have no shirt on. <laughs> like, <hot ball. laughs> so what no, happens? In, what happens at a networking event when you're uh, when you're out there networking on a golf course, and all of a sudden you bomb one 480 center right, <laughs> like, right after the guy you're networking with shanks one 120 to the one. <laughs> so, that's a funny story. I actually, uh, literally yesterday, I had one of those, and um, it was uh, it was up in Hazleton, so I had a kind of a hike, and it was one of those where you sign up with our commercial lender. Is I do I do residential, and our commercial lender always invites me to all this stuff because he's got all the connections, and he just you know, obviously loves playing with me. But uh, so you you sign up for two, and then you get randomly paired with two because uh, you know they want you to network or whatever. So. Yeah. And there's some, like, I get there, and there's some sick prizes, like, yo, I'm trying to win this thing. <laughs> and uh, so we get paired with, like, this 20 handicap and another, like, 18. And they had the greatest time of their lives playing golf. Like, not to, uh, not to be too uh, pumping my own tires here, but um, it was a shamble. So, like, I don't know if you know what a shamble is. Like, you, you all hit the drive, and then okay. you take the best drive, and then you play your own ball in from there. So, like, yeah. So it's not a full scramble, it's a shamble. So you're playing your own ball after the drive. So, you know, so like, this is like literally <laughs> perfect for me, right? Every so, single uh, drive. And I was hitting driver money the whole day. So like there was a, every par four, we were like either putting or just chipping around the green. So the 20 handicaps, he's making like a birdie in like net one. We shot net 35 under. <laughs> for for uh they take two scores so like i was like yo when we come in everyone's gonna think we're cheating dude like everyone's gonna hate us but, <laughs> so we ended up cleaning house and winning the whole thing but yeah no like the those two guys were like 
going bananas after I, you know, after first hole, but then uh, oh they got a little used to it towards the end. But we should have picked right. you up for our golf tournament two weeks ago. <laughs> I was, uh, I actually got invited to play in that from like eight different people. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I had a, um, shoot, what did I have that day? I, I um, Oh, I had a wedding. It was like the only wedding of Corona. <laughs> it was actually, it was my, uh, it was my one of my best friends from Seton Hall. He actually had got married in New Hampshire, and they didn't have too many restrictions for Corona, which was good. That was kind of funny. Like, I was standing, I was standing outside the dance floor, um, taking a break, and I was just standing next to my wife, like just looking at the dance floor. Like, my senior year, there was eleven of us that got to play pro ball out of like my crew at Seton Hall. So like everybody going nuts and acting like idiots on the dance floor is like, yo, he was with the Rangers, he was with the Phillies, he was with the Angels. It was like just a stud dance floor. <laughs> and, like, and I'm I'm five eleven, and everybody else is like at least six four. All my all my best friends from Seton Hall are all uh, awesome dudes. So I play golf with them all the time, and um, you know they're yeah, it's kind of fun because they're all like six four, and I just bomb the way past them. <laughs> <laughs> the shock factor comes in, so I went on my visit. My senior year, and I go into this guy's room, like they're on the team, and I'm looking around, one six four, one six five, and the other one six four, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, I hope these guys are seniors, like these guys are giants. <laughs> I ask them, they're like, yeah, we're freshmen, like I'm gonna have to play with these guys all four of my years. <laughs> Enormous. Yeah. Get used to it after a while. Oh yeah, for sure. But how'd you how'd you guys end up doing in that tournament? Would you shoot? Uh, I think we ended up at eight under. Yeah, I think eight, nine, eight or nine or something like that. Eight or nine. I didn't play because I would have been too much of a liability to play. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we didn't do bad. I don't think I could be worse than Johnny, but he's yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I, we weren't taking most of my shots, but I would say my value on the team. I probably uh, made our drink budget worth it. I was became very, very <laughs> friendly with the drink card girls. Was, uh, bringing up our average, average. That well, I, was I didn't think you were going to wake up. Cause we got trashed the night before too. Three hours of events, they have them just there. But I guess Bethlehem, you had to, uh, you had to pay for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this one was a, uh, it was this whole thing for like the kids in our neighborhood, like paying, helping kids who had a tough time pay for college and stuff. So it was like a nice way for everyone to give back. But gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it was the it was the Bethlehem tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my buddy uh, Aaron Teamy, I think his well, he ended up like tying for the lead. But um, I heard there was a group that was like seven under through seven, and they ended up getting lightning, and they just got yep. canned. So yep. they probably would have uh, they probably would have killed everybody. But. Oh yeah, I mean we definitely came in the middle of the pack, but we had a great time. Oh yeah, for sure. Those are always awesome, especially scrambles. Like you don't have to really focus that much on your shot. Like no. Um, you know, especially if you have if you have some, I mean, it's all about making the putts. So that's what the that's what the scrambles are all about. Yeah, but, that was that was our biggest problem. We had a one foot putt on one of the holes, and it took all four of us to get it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys start practicing with a putter for it's actually meant to be, and not hit drives with it. Not drives with it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> on the back nine, once I uh, once I had consumed quite a few uh, quite a few drinks, my putting loosened up, and it got got significant. Oh, oh yeah, no fear. You just start. You don't care about the comeback, or you just start throwing it down the throat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. It's nice getting back into golf. I hadn't golfed in quite a while, so this summer I've been golfing a bit more. But yeah. it's 
like I said, I mean, if you get if you get good at the game early, like just, I mean, now I'm having the greatest time with my job. Like it's all commission, so I can. I'm usually playing like three, four times a week, like That's weekdays. Awesome. So it's uh, it's definitely a good time. And then you know, most of the cash games I stuff, so we were playing like good, like you know, competitive golf, and it's it's a lot of fun. All those guys at Green Pond really. Uh, I mean, those guys like Green Pond's kind of a shorter course, so like I'll I'll still bomb drivers, but like there's a little more strategy into it, especially like when these dudes are shooting like, you know, two, three under on the course when they're hitting it like 260 off the tee because they can just stuff, you know, stuff nine irons like, like anybody else. Like I'll be, you know, pin high on the par four and I still have to get up and down and make three just to have them. Like it's still yeah. like, it, it's still, uh, just because you can hit it far doesn't mean you're obviously like everybody, there's a lot of people that ask me like, dude, you can hit it over 400 yards. Why aren't you on the tour? It's like, yo, like that's like, Mm-hmm. It's it's like I can't even explain what the difference would be. It'd be like playing rec basketball, and you're like the best guy in the gym. And like, why aren't you playing in the NBA? It's like, first off, I'm not like <laughs> six eight, and like six eight is short in the NBA. But no, it's like that's not even comparable. Like, I'll play good golf and play and shoot under par at Green Pond or Bethlehem. But you know, I, I told you I played TBC River Highlands two weeks before. I played Best Page Black a bunch. Like, you know, I've I've shot like two three over par there. And that was playing like lights out golf for me. But yeah. when they actually have it in tournament play and playing like, you know, you're talking about one foot putts, talking about one foot putts for a million dollars. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a, a whole different. Anybody that's on the PGA Tour, man, like I've seen it. Baseball is really hard to make it to the pros. It's like 1% less. It's even harder in golf. Like, and yeah. every single one of those guys on tour is just an absolute, like, they don't have something in their brain that like, their mental game is just so silly. Like, yeah. I mean, if you take if you take ten seconds off of focus on one putt or one shot, it costs you like a whole round. Yeah. Hit the rounds or like you just blow a putt past and don't make it back and you bogey three putt. It's like it's it's such a grind to play like tournament golf, and I love it because it just it just brings everything out of you and all the most competitive like. And it, it's funny because my wife um, she thinks golf is so nerdy and it's like it's all like. <laughs> first met I you know I told her like I'm a professional long driver and all this stuff and she just always says that golf is just so nerdy and it's like yo like it's like that's like all the tweets that are coming out now where it's like oh why do guys love golf so much everyone's starting to notice that we all love golf now for so, sure like it's it, you get obsessed man like it's just, even um yeah like even like even when you start up like if it's just you guys like you're just starting up now like you get obsessed really quick oh yeah like i did bad my first time got so annoyed i went like three times in like two weeks like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you keep hitting uh you keep hitting better shots it's like dang it's uh it's, it's so down playing tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> i wish yeah it's uh it's awesome such such a great game you can play forever i mean shoot them and so, like I said, if you get a son, just get him, get him a golf club when he's in diapers. Absolutely. So you guys aren't thinking about kids yet. You're like, yeah, I got one more year till I'm 30 and 29. So, uh, man. which, uh, uh, long drive. I still got a good, probably 10 years of full bore, uh, speed, uh, behind <laughs> it. So. I got some time yet, but I mean, well, even yeah, like I, I said, the mental game, like even the long drive, man, like trying to, 
like when you get on the grid and talk about adrenaline just running hot and everybody just thinks like just swing like completely out of your shoes and you're just like these steroid like monkeys like <laughs> every single one of those dudes that you see on tv that are like good long drive guys are, are all plus like scratch plus handicaps because you have to be able to like figure out your swing and like like i said when your adrenaline's running super hot or like like if you're on the mound and you get the ball in like a huge game and you start throwing pitches that you've like never thrown before because like your body's just so outside of itself. Like that's what I had to learn. Like my first few times, like getting on the, the tee box, like I could crush them on the range and hit them dead straight. And then I get out there and I'm like hitting freaking Alexis block slices. Dude. <laughs> so, uh, but like trying to hit it as hard as you can, but also control your heart rate and control your adrenaline. It's, a whole different animal man like legitimately a whole different animal and there's a lot of money on the line too so it's it's uh it's this is my fourth year in it and i'm still like trying to learn my like t-box experience like trying to get my like i've been working on my breathing a lot too just like try and calm my heart rate down and calm the adrenaline down it's like obviously you want to use it to hit it further but like there's a obviously a different animal than just hitting balls in the range with uh with your buddies so any of those guys that are like the guys for the most part they're all really awesome guys there's a few select guys that are like totally like douchebags but uh um kyle berkshire i don't know if you saw him he's got the crazy long hair he's like all over the internet for um long drive uh if you ever see him like just search uh videos he's, he's by far the best long driver in the world he's sick but um he's the nicest guy ever super humble he's, he's awesome he's like he's like 80 percent deaf or something so talking to him is a little weird you got to kind of like scream at him but uh he's uh he's a really nice guy so most of the guys are actually really cool um they're not like um like arrogant or anything like that so it's it's neat and i've gotten i've gotten to know you know it's like the pga tour like it's the same field every every event so like you know every guy that you're facing and it's like the top you know the top 50 in the world are always there so you know exactly who everybody is um, so I've gotten to know a lot of them really well. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm the only one, really, the only one from the Northeast. There's a dude from Rochester, but uh, in the top 50, there's not really too many. Um, are there any events in the area? Close is, uh, is Atlantic City. So um, actually, two years ago, my buddy had his bachelor party. The <laughs> I keep bringing up pink earring guy, but um, <laughs> he had his bachelor party at March Madness in uh charlotte that was one of the host uh host cities and do you remember um the 16 seed that beat i think it was it virginia or so? it was like the first ever 16 seed uh, yeah, uh, yeah. umbc yes right? that was yeah. where we were at and we were <laughs> at that uh we were at the, all those games so uh oh, but I, you saw it no way i didn't see because i was at my long drive event and like all the guys like didn't want to go to that game i thought it was gonna be a blowout so my buddy was literally he was probably like 20 beers deep in the stands by himself watching it happen <laughs> so uh but anyway no like the so i had a long drive event that ended up working out like an hour away so they all like they uh, they, they got a van they threw a keg in it and they all just came and watched me uh watch me hit it was awesome so they were uh they were going nuts it was crazy that's sick that's awesome that's a good story to tell <laughs> yeah they, they're uh 
we're all like i mean super close like one lives in massachusetts and they're all jersey guys seton hall like everybody's jersey guys yeah. and they all make fun of me from being from pennsylvania it's like yeah dude it's the same in my school everybody's from jersey and they always talk shit about pennsylvania <laughs> like literally i come back from like christmas break and they like ask me if i got like dropped off by my horse and buggy and yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> the endless Amish jokes. i live in a bigger city than you <laughs> i mean do you have anything else to, that you want to say while we're on here um let's see let me check my notes real quick <laughs> no i mean uh this was this was awesome dude i appreciate you guys uh thinking of me um i actually listened to the episode um when you guys were talking about uh long drives and lex is like yo i know a guy actually yeah yeah we've been trying to get you on for a while but with everything that has been going on i'm down in virginia now i just got down here so it was like trying to figure out what my situation was with how I could record everything. Cause I'm well, and I had to, uh, the one night worked and then I had to, then I had, uh, didn't work out the, uh, the other night, but, um, yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll come back on for you guys for sure. I'll, I'll uh, be a, uh, returning guest. <laughs> oh yeah. But, uh, recurring guest. Yeah, no, keep it, uh, keep it rocking with the, with the podcast, dude. Just keep getting uh, more followers and keep, uh, keep it rocking. Yeah, just go around to golf too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. we we'll have to. Uh, try to put in the good word for Mueller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You're in Virginia now, so I don't know. <laughs> that was over my head, bro. I, I didn't know what you meant, but now I now I. <laughs> but, but um, oh, I have a funny uh, I have a funny actually story. I I'll, I'll end with this, but um, so after after my baseball career. Right when I got into Long Drive, I went to the pro at Bethlehem. His name's Paul Viola. I'm, I'm like super close with him, and uh, he was giving me my first like long drive lesson. He's like, "Dude, you swing too fast. I don't know what to tell you." But uh, so I went to him, and he's like, "Like, first off, like, what's your mindset here? Like, what are you, what are you like actually thinking about? Are you swinging? Are you thinking any swing thoughts?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm just thinking about just, I just want to rip tits." <laughs> and, uh, well, you know the you know the baseball lingo, dude. Alexis for sure, like just piss rods and like you can think of it, like just lick the pitcher's tits, like you know everything you can imagine. But I said it, and he's got lesson pumping in left and right. So like the like I'm I have the lesson. He's got somebody a half hour after me, and they're warming up behind me. So like it's just kind of a over like a flowing thing. And right when I said this, like I'm just trying to rip tits. There's a 12 year old girl behind me and her mom. Oh no. And, like he just like usually he's he's a really cool dude he probably would have laughed and just been like you're an idiot or something he just was like wide-eyed like yo what did you just say and i like turned around and i was just mortified dude like oh gosh. <laughs> he's probably not used to the baseball lingo like that. well that's what i'm saying like i i meant nothing of it like i just that was like the normal thing to say like it wasn't even like i was like trying to be funny like i actually this is what i actually meant <laughs> <laughs> And obviously nobody got it besides me and it was like the most awkward situation ever so that was uh that was funny just me starting in the long drive That's yeah great. no guys I, I really appreciate you having me and um keep up uh keep up the good work with all the uh the two antiques i'll keep uh keep listening to you guys coming on man it was, it was nice having you yeah this was yeah. awesome thank you all right guys we'll yeah. uh we'll talk again soon and we'll have to uh have to play some golf absolutely yeah. all right take care all right, guys. see you all right so you just heard our great interview with our now going to be recurring guest scott calamar 
And now for our five for five of the week, crossover sports. So we're going to basically choose an athlete and then say what sport we think they would have been good at that they did not play. So like we just explained, you cannot say Bo Jackson was, could be good at baseball because he did play baseball. So just don't be an idiot here. All right, so we already did the order because we kind of messed up. So it's going to be me, Alexis, Johnny, Christian. Yep. All right, so my first pick is going to be LeBron playing football. <laughs> that is like the most obvious number one pick in basketball. Yeah, right, so but if I didn't take him, someone else would have. Yeah, I was going to say that if you didn't. Yeah, yeah see? All right. But with uh, my pick, I'm going to take Allen Iverson playing football. Yep. Well, that's a solid pick. I saw um, in high school he was one of the best players in the state, and yep. people thought really thought that he could be like a pro football player. Yeah, he was sick. All right, Johnny, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna take Kyler Murray playing baseball. That's a solid pick. What do you mean? That's a solid pick. He was a really good baseball player in high school. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a more untraditional one. I would say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Russell Westbrook would pr- could probably break every single pole vaulting record in math. It's a sport that requires unbelievable athleticism in terms of speed, strength, bounce. He's the per I looked it up, he's the perfect height to be a pole vaulter. His bounce would be incredible, his body control when he's in the air, unbelievable. I think Russell Westbrook could break pole vaulting records in math. Fair enough. Okay, that's how I feel. Thanks for that TED talk. You're still up. I'm, I'm going with, I'm going to keep this my list exclusive to guys who probably never would have considered these sports. So then my next pick, I think Rob Gronkowski could be a dominant power forward. Okay. Uh, I think he probably could have gone pro in basketball. He's got the grit, he's got the size for a nice yeah. power forward. He's I can see him there. Crazy bounce. I could even see him at center, to be honest. I could see him at center. He's center too. He's quick, but he's got a lot of movement, I think. And I reckon he could have a three-point shot. Way to sneak that little reckon in there. All right, Johnny, you're up. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Zion Williamson in football. I could see him being a player for the Saints, him being a D lineman. Specifically for the Saints? You can see Alexis is looking something up. Because yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, just saying because he's like tight with Drew Brees, but any team for that matter. Mm-hmm. Alexis, are you going to pick something or what? Alexis? Is he for real now? Did he just fail? Where'd he go? He was scared to make a pick. What was that? Wait, he just disappeared? I mean, did he not like my Zion pick? I mean, I thought it was a solid pick. Christian, call him quick. Did his, maybe his phone died. He, he's like, he went straight to voicemail. All right, and we got him back. Sorry, boys, my phone died. <laughs> yep, we figured that. <laughs> All right, so you're up. up. It's your pick. Yep. What What two athletes were said? No, no none. Said none. Zion. What? It was. I said uh, Zion yeah. as my second pick. Okay, Zion, and then. Is it Mina? Yep. yep. All right. So I'm gonna say, I think uh, Aaron Judge would make a good tight end. Yep, I agree. I think yeah, has like a similar build to Gronk. He's bigger. He might be a little bit slower. I don't know because most of his injuries are like technical injuries that happen because of like baseball mm-hmm. movements. You don't. He doesn't have. Hasn't had any like 
He hasn't had any Giancarlo Stanton injuries. Yeah, I, I I don't know how to explain it, but he hasn't had like any football like his. Uh, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, but I think it would be fine. Yeah, last year his big injury came because he got hit by a pitch. Yeah. So it's not like he's injury prone out here. Well, if you if you get hurt by getting hit by a pitch, how he do you broke his hand. Get a. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, I'm going to – my second pick is going to be Ronaldo running the 100-meter. You're gassing, dude. Wait, 100, not 400 or something. You're gassing so hard right now. Wait, what does Usain Bolt run? The 100. The 100. Yep, yep. Whoa. You're gassing, bro. You are gassing. He does not have that kind of speed. Take Tyreek take Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're going to take someone, take Tyreek Hill, nope. not Ronaldo. Nope. Ronaldo? Oh. In his prime? In his prime? Yeah. Could have no, been. Ty- Ty- Tyreek Hill's there and he's showing two colors right now. Yeah, I mean, and all, but even even so, give Ronaldo the 400 meters, you could probably make the Olympics before the 100. Give them yeah, both. Give them both. Like- give them both. The 100 uh, and the 400. He wins both gold medals. And his next pick. I think Messi could be a dominant center in the NBA. No, Messi, <laughs> Messi wouldn't be good at any other sport. I'm telling you right now, Messi would not be good at any other sport. <laughs> so what's your next pick? Um, Richard Sherman and chess. Really? <laughs> what did you just say? Richard Sherman and chess. I could oh. see Richard Sherman sitting behind a table and just destroying some Before young or kid. after the concussion. What? Before or after well, this is assuming that they don't go into their sport, okay. correct? Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. My, my next pick, I'm going to say Blake Griffin as a tight end. I think he has the speed. I think he has the jumping ability to moss people. And I think he has the type, the body type to be able to take the hits. Wow, way to go out of the box with your positions. All right. Yeah. Also, Blake Griffin, the body to take hits. This dude is literally the softest dude in the NBA. He hasn't had a full NBA season. Okay, is that because he's getting tackled or because he's getting hurt from playing basketball? Like, you're comparing injuries in different sports as if they're relevant. Soft in your own sport, you're not going to be able to handle the NFL. All right, well, but Russell Westbrook can do pole vault. Damn straight. <laughs> you're saying my picks are bad, but Russell Westbrook can do pole vault. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You pick a completely irrelevant sport, one specific event. That you have no idea if you would have any talent in that. Well, I know. <laughs> and you're telling me that you would be good. But, okay. Moving on, Johnny. Oh, my God. Well, since Colin, since Colin didn't say him, he read my mind. I'm Tyreek Hill on track. I mean, how can you not pick Tyreek Hill? He would be an insanely good track star. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Wow, way to really pick an event there, John. And he could do it all. Okay. All right, Christian, you're up. So my next one. <laughs> Might be another out of the box pick here, but uh, I think Shaquille O'Neal could be one of the most dominant NHL goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, uh, he's got at least a little bit of sideways movement, that he can, and that I mean he's just so big. That's a good. That's a good pick, Christian. That's uh, creative for sure. These <laughs> are um, the worst picks I've ever. This is awesome. And. I'm up again, and I'm tempted. Uh, who do I go for here? I mean, it feels like a bot pick, and I don't want to be like Alexis and Johnny over here. But uh, oh, wow, wow! Well, I'll you. go for. I think Usain Bolt could be. Actually, no. I say no. I know what I'm doing. Scratch Usain Bolt. This is what I want to say. 
the best goalkeeper in soccer, Julio Jones. He can touch. I looked this up. He can touch the crossbar if he stands. He's got explosiveness. Yeah, wait. I heard this before. He's massive. Mm-hmm. That's your first good pick. That's saltiness out of you. Don't be too jealous, buddy. I'm just telling it how it is. <laughs> Johnny, you're up. I'm up. This might be a little out of the box. This might be a little ridiculous, but I'm going to say OBJ at soccer. He'd be a really good soccer player. He played on the junior U.S. national team or something. Uh, he, he has the athleticism. He definitely has the foot speed. Um, I, I think he could be – he could just, you know, score a whole bunch of goals like crazy. I, I just see him being a home run soccer player. Has he ever played soccer? Yeah. yeah. He played for the national team as a kid. Did he really? He was that good? I think he played. I don't know. I got no clue. Alexis? All right. For my next one, I'm going to go Russell Wilson as a pitcher. I know he goes to spring training every year, so obviously he's good at it. Wait, wait. Russell Wilson was already taken. Russell Wilson was already taken. No, no, Westbrook. Well, Westbrook was taken. Nobody said Wilson. Oh, wait. Christian, did you say Wilson or Westbrook? Christian said Westbrook for pole vaulting. I did not pick Russell Wilson as a pole vaulter. That's why I was confused with it. All right, now it makes a lot more sense. That's why I was calling him Brody. There's only one Brody. But did anyone else have Alexis's voice? It's better like this. <laughs> yeah, it's shot. Oh, yeah, I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Like, I don't think my voice was weird there. Uh, it, like, it, like, sped up, like, real quick. It's shot for probably because I can. just uh, hopped back on. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, Jesus. What was I going to say? <laughs> Carter Hart would make a great soccer goalie. Who is that? Yeah, he's goalie, goalie for the Flyers. Who? What's he's a goalie for the Flyers. Carter Hart, he's like yeah. 21 years old. He's actually legitimately sick. I'm not trying to suck his dick because he's a Flyers player, but he's actually ridiculously good. He's only like 6'2". Yeah, and he's ridiculously good. All right, so now we're into our last picks. All right, I'm going to go with my last pick, Tony Romo in golf. He's already played pro. That's out of it. Oh, yeah, he did. I forgot about that. That was this year, though. I forgot about that. That was my bad. That was my bad. I'm not going to say him. I'm going to say Steph Curry in golf. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Just take Del Curry. They tied at the celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alexis, you're up. For my last pick, I'm going to go Brett Favre as pitcher. Brett Favre? He He could sling it. He could sling that football really hard. Alexis, I think I've looked at the same article you're reading. You're, you're people from. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, la- the only one I looked up was the last one. I, Brett Favre was on this list, too. <laughs> yeah, the, only one, the only one I had to look up for was this one, because I couldn't think of anybody else. Uh, am I up? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Travis Kelsey in basketball. Travis Kelsey. Why? Size. What about guys like Antonio Gates? Uh, guys like Tony Gonzalez who had NBA contracts didn't think to take them. <laughs> nah, Kelson. Travis Kelson. Okay. Um, now, Christian's pick? I would have to say probably Carson Wentz in the Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing of the day. <laughs> you should have gone with Eli. Oh, uh, for guys with no legs. All right, Colin, you got the uh, closing send-off? Nope. Wrap it up, shut it down. Nope. The show goes on. The show goes on with the last pick, probably the best pick. 
think so. I think oh, my think gosh. So. <laughs> so to sum up the list, and I'm not going to read all of them because that would be a lot of talking on my end. We started off with the first pick being LeBron in football, and we finished this thing with Carson Wentz joining the Special Olympics. <laughs> Good job, boys. Good job. Uh, all right, so now our last... Face, <laughs> as you were saying it, you, you were like Carson Wentz. He was like, Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well done, Christian. You know, well you know done. I, was a, I was a fan of this 5-for-5 five five a lot. I was digging it, and then... Jab right there, Christian put to the rim. I don't think he would be successful there. No. Wow, wait a minute. <laughs> you think he'll do this? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's your quarterback. You don't think your quarterback could win the Special Olympics? I mean, yeah, but I don't want him to be a Special Olympic athlete. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, All right, let's move on to our last segment here. Last segment of the day. We are joined by... Mike Lehman from Mike's Hard Facts. All right, Mike, go ahead. All right, so this one's uh, about the platypi or platypuses. I don't really care what the plural is, but uh, so they're like one of these types of animals that can shit, piss, reproduce uh, with all the same hole. So they have one hole. <laughs> Wait, I missed the first part of this because my thing was lagged. What animal did he say? Platypus. The platypus. 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 I don't even know how to say it. But they just, I, sh- I can't hear the way I talk with these headphones on. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they do all of their stuff with one, one hole. So, they, so technically, butt sex for platypi is still just sex. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't how'd know you, how'd you find this one, Layman? I, I don't know. <laughs> I was looking at platypuses for some reason. I feel like that can't be accurate. It's, it's accurate. I mean, so you just have one one hole on their body. One hole. No, well, they have a mouth and a butt, vagina hole. So it's like all inclusive, basically. Yeah. <laughs> how, can, how can you get pregnant and shit out of the same hole? Dude, didn't do that much research. I just know there's one hole. All right, we have to dig deeper here. So next week with your fact, we need you to find out if we. All right. Uh, yeah. Along with the fact, I will, I will, I will elaborate on this. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We're gonna need all that right. for next week. Um, all right. Here, Mike. Our yeah. five for five. I don't know. So. The last pick, we need to know if you agree with this. So it was crossover sports. We were picking an athlete and saying a sport that they would also be good at. All right? Okay. And with the last pick, Christian said Carson Wentz and the Special Olympics. You would dominate, right? <laughs> what part of the Special Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> be a multi-sport athlete. Don't, don't give him the opportunity to stuff. But he doesn't have legs. <laughs> I, would like, I would like a specification because I feel uh, like he's stuck at hurdles. He's got a torn ACL. Like, what you see, that's what we were saying. <laughs> he doesn't have legs. He would have to do all wheelchair events. Carson Wentz in wheelchair volleyball. He would be an animal. <laughs> <laughs> wheelchair volleyball, he has no shot. He's losing that. He would just stand up. And he, I mean, he, wait a minute, he's 6'5". I mean, come on. The next, uh, he's also ground. 
right, we don't need any more specifics. All right, Mike. So we've, we've come yeah. to the conclusion that Carson Wentz would lose the special. <laughs> I don't think he would. I think it'd be a whole ringer type shit when the movie with uh with yeah, Johnny no, Knoxville. You know he's losing the entire movie until the last event. <laughs> yeah, he, he still loses. He still loses the last event. Yeah, like he loses the Special Olympics. Like Carson. Oh, Jesus. That's yeah. You gotta stop hating on my guy. Carson Wentz sucks. It's fucking garbage. Oh. You're, a St- you're a Steelers fan. You have no right to talk. Uh, I have more Super Bowls than you. Okay, so, what do you do? Update your resume there. Resume there, Chief. Update your resume from last year. You didn't get. You didn't do shit. You guys suck. Do we make the playoffs? Did the, the Steelers make it? You know who won a playoff game? Vikings. Yeah, they got to the couch the next week. So, uh... All right, before John gets too riled up here, Mike, that fact was beautiful. We just need more elaboration because it's really messing with my mind. Yeah. I'm sure Alexis, he looks like he's still spinning and thinking about it. But Alexis is just confused by it, I think. I don't, I don't believe it. I, I uh, think he's wrong. Yeah, there's got to be another hole somewhere on that. Anyway. I think, I think Mike That's the science guy thought, was wrong. Like, everywhere I looked, it was all the same hole, and... Some fun breaking news as this podcast ended. The uh, Braves and Tampa Bay Rays just finished their game, and the Tampa Bay Rays set a franchise record for 19 strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nine paying a team 19 times in one game. That's pretty impressive by the Rays pitchers. Yeah, well done. Yeah, 19 Ks is a ridiculous amount, right, yeah. Christian? <laughs> <laughs> like, when I know hit you at Tanaka and had 19 Ks, it's, it's more, impressive. more impressive when you when it's a full team effort though, not just a one not just one player. Fair enough. It means everyone. Um, but uh, all right, that's uh, all we got today. Alright, so boys, I, I, yeah. I gotta go. I'm in the I'm in the move, I'm in the middle of a uh, war zone game. Ooh. And yeah, so uh, I will I will see you guys. And uh yeah, I will have more info on that fact for next week because I am not positive. Thank um, you, Mike the Thank, Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. I'll see you guys. Fact. I'll see you boys. See you man. All right, well, that's all we got for the show today. So, I mean, it yep. was very well done. Scott Calmer's on here. Great interview. We got great five for five. Not bad. We'll uh, be back next last, Sunday. Fix up, fix up that last part. Other than that, it was solid. Ah, Jesus, John. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll see, I'll see you, boys. Hey, boys. All right, peace.